Welcome to Color Me Happy. My name is Brandi Hofer. I'm your host. Thank you so much for being here. I sure do appreciate your time today. So <laughs> the hilarious thing about this is I pulled it out of my Meet Record archives. Um, I forgot about it. So it's like a step back in time, which is actually very cool. And I'm enjoying going through and editing. And I'll tell you why it was lost, because it had so much editing that I had to cut out because it was two hours long that, of course, I avoided it and then eventually forgot. So there's your lesson today in life. Uh, do things when they're in the front of your mind, um, because you just won't. <laughs> and I mean, if you are where my guest, who I'm going to announce, my, my mystery guest, um, if you're in the stage of life where my guest and myself are, so they, this is your clue. Uh, they have three kids, <laughs> just like me. Uh, they are my age. Um, and they also have a podcast. You might, if you're local, you definitely know already. <laughs> um, if you're not, if you're a creative, uh, uh, color me happy follower and you're like, oh, I don't know. You will love this um, because it's just like an insight into what it takes to be uh, creative and take that leap. And what I mean is that leap past, uh, you know, over the edge. You're kind of like wandering on the top of a fence and you're teetering over each side, wondering which yard to jump into. And since this podcast recording Funny enough, my guest, uh, he has gone and leapt in to the other side and then dove into the backyard pool, basically. Um, so I am so proud of him because it takes a lot. Um, and, and if you're listening and if you uh, run your own business or are self-employed in any way um, or are doing it on the side, your creative hustle, um, and I call it a hustle because you are hustling <laughs> hard. Um, someone called me a hustler and then I was like, I'm not sure if I like that. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to embrace it. I am a hustler. I hustle my butt off and and uh, I do a great job. Um, and I'm sure you do too because you're your own best advocate. The only person who can do this is you. The only person who can take you further is you. No one's going to advocate for how you feel and 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 what your passion is in this life better than you do right well you might find you might find someone really good at marketing i know i'm going off topic but <laughs> um no one can do this it's 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 your thing it's your spiel you you do you okay so the reason why this this episode had so much editing is because this person is my longtime friend since high school, and there were so many inside jokes that at one point I'm like, everyone's dropped off here. <laughs> so I had to edit some parts out, um, which sucks because if you did know us in high school, there were some nostalgic elements. So maybe I'll release a full unedited uh, version. If you attended high school with myself and this person, then you... Actually, if you're listening, you already know because you saw the title. It's Sean, SNP, Sean Newman Podcast, uh, has done some, quite some extraordinary things, actually. Uh, yeah, I'll, just message me and I'll let you in on the secret, all unedited version. Um, 
we talked about the Europe trip. We did it. <laughs> and what went on on the Europe trip. It was just like the movie, basically, but worse with police. And actually, I don't remember that movie. There, I think there was police in that movie, too. Anyway, the police visited. Um, okay, uh, so what is so great about John, and he actually, in this episode, and I'll let you listen soon, uh, he 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 this is all about like teetering on that edge like I said going after what you want and he's done it he's doing it he's in the midst and the throes of this during parenthood and I actually ask him in this podcast like why did you choose to tackle this in your life when just like deep in parenthood new new babies new young kids etc and um his answer is really long mine was like my personal thought I guess is it's just you you cling on harder to who you are um your time becomes of course we always talk about this time is your most precious commodity and when you have kids you're giving so much of yourself to them and it is beautiful and it's 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 powerful however you need that alone time. You need you, and and you need to express yourself in some way. And and Sean, of course, does it through connecting to other people and hosting these amazing events. And he's making it work. And there are so many ways that it can work. So hopefully, this will give you insight onto how you can hustle, <laughs> how you can get in the hustle. It's not easy. Let me tell you. It is not easy at all. Um, I don't want to scare you. I'm just being honest. Um, but it is possible. And the great thing about that is there are people doing it. And they are proof. And you can reach out to them. And, and you can look up to them. And you can figure out how they're doing it. And the way they do it won't be the same way you do it. That's for sure. But they're showing you that something like this is possible for them. So it's darn right possible for you. Okay, I'm going to let you get inspired by this episode. Remember that we have a beautiful community where you can stay inspired and um, possibly be featured in our podcast. And as a member, Color Me Happy community, it is free to join. Check it out and sign up for our newsletter at brandyhofer.ca for weekly inspiration. And uh, we make you feel good in the newsletter, basically, and in the community. It's a beautiful place. And of course, check out my amazing inspiring friend Sean Newman and his SNP podcast if you're not already a listener and uh, you can if if you are his listener and you might be if you're tuning in he he shares some secrets and and the beginning the the foundation of where he started on this journey Everyone needs to make an appearance every episode. <laughs> this is what life at home is like. <laughs> you need to get a place where they can't wander in, although that's part of your brand. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of like the fact that, yeah, if I have 15 free minutes, I'm just going to start because that's what this is literally the way my life is. Sure. Everyone, this is Sean Newman. He's a good pal of mine. Um, and he has a fancy studio you can see there uh, behind you, SNP, Sean Newman <laughs> Podcast. He's a big deal. Um, and yeah, and I love what we talk about, especially don't touch my keyboard when it's really raw. So I just want to start now recording as soon as possible because 
<laughs> it's more fun. Um, okay, so yeah, you have three kids. I have three kids. Life is busy, never boring. Correct. 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 Okay, take this guy. No. Oh, my husband is done. He's done with the dope. Maybe go for a quick journey somewhere. Teddy really likes to be around me, and Finn's being a total asshole. That's how things are going <laughs> with our lives. Um, like, literally, Teddy, just like, oh, you're going to fall down? Yeah. Yeah. So tell everyone how old your kids are. Um, okay. So first off, uh, thanks for having me on. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm always, there's I'm... no room for introductions or pleasantries. <laughs> In, in this, by the I, way. I, tr I chuckle that you say this. Uh, I'm, I got a fancy <laughs> studio. It's it's a room. It's 11 by 11 or something like that. I don't know. So I make it look as fancy as possible. But my children are five, four, and two. Um, they all can be little assholes at different times. So but true. love them to death. And um, there's a reason why well, I don't have an at-home studio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's a reason why you pay for a space. That's because, right. Um, no, it just like sometimes I know uh, possibly in the future that I'll just need a bigger space. Like I'll need to scale up in general anyway. Um, but it's maybe, you. Let, yeah, no, this like... is me. I, lo I love the convenience of like, yeah, because with I am at home full time. And, and the only way full time parents get anything accomplished is when you do things in the tiny window allowances um and you kind of like bounce you know up. we we uh sent our kids to uh grandma and grandpa's for the weekend and on 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 friday on friday when kids are gone right mel and i are at home you know what we do for the next two and a half hours probably look at videos on your phone of your kids no we okay, had this, that's what we do we had this stack of laundry that oh, had been God. growing like clean laundry, like we'd washed and dried it and it just, it stayed un like not folded. So Mel and I put on a movie and I just kept walking downstairs, getting a new basket and bringing it up and putting it on the couch. We'd fold it, pause the movie, go put it away and do rinse and repeat for two and a half hours. Neither of us were upset. It was no, so quiet and peaceful. Do it. You could do it. That's, That's the right. thing. You could like, it was like, we're just chilling out, but also folding laundry. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half hours of it yeah it's it's and then actually we... something it's an anomaly of how many like we are we going to talk literally every time we meet we get talking about laundry here <laughs> i don't sure. know isn't we it do. like it's, everybody it's, wants to talk about the kids and how cute and cuddly they are what you don't realize is how much laundry they wear like or how much well you laundry. too like, right and like and then it's not just the laundry but it's all the stuff like it's the towels. You don't you don't you that. don't have a girl, Brandy. So my daughter, love her to bits. She's going to be uh an actress maybe in her in her future life, I don't know. But she will do a wardrobe change when she gets home two to three times before bed. That's like a 2-hour period. <laughs> I'm like, but you you don't need to do that. And so her laundry just keep but dad I yeah. want to wear that. I want to wear that. I want to wear that. I'm like, "Oh man. Whatever." Do, at some point you're just like you do you and leave me alone uh and we'll figure this out <laughs> like you just kind of like give up like there's a point right 
Um, and I always like laundry is a tough one because you're like, well, at least you go down to the ah, at least we have clothes to wear. Like, you know, like oh, 100 percent. It's a first world problem. Too hard. But yeah, it's it's a ongoing issue. Um, and I have cleaners now because I can't keep up to it. Um, but they don't touch the laundry. <laughs> Well, with Mel, with Mel, uh, she, she's now the VP of her school, right? So she's like, we're at a new stage of busy yeah, and, uh, and, I bet. and kids, as you know, like once they get to that age where they can actually be in activities and like be a part of sports teams and everything else, I'm like looking at the schedule coming up. I'm like, Holy God, I didn't realize they could be this busy. Like, yeah. How, like, and what how are we going to do? do it, but we will. And then... that's right. You know, I do, I do, um, archive interviews with like community pillars, right? Yes. And I remember one of the guys who had five kids telling me, don't ask me about the seventies. I just don't remember. Them. And I was like, well, what, what happened in the seventies? He's like, yeah. my kids were like under 10 and under. I had five of them. Like, I just don't remember. And as this choo-choo train of my life starts to pick up speed, I'm like, his seventies are going to be my twenties, right? Like the 2020s here are going to be just a blur when I look back. Yeah, it is it is so much to take on and and absorb. Like and it and you know, people say you're gonna miss it. And I know they're right. Like I one hundred percent know. Okay. We'll I'm sure talk about our kids more. <laughs> but I I'm I asked you to come on because I I I just well first I just really find your whole journey really inspiring and i don't want to go back too far even though we do go back pretty far we were we were buds in high school uh and oh i you know jill kelly uh so she just came on she was our first big member feature and she she's like do you remember that i was on that europe trip i was like i did not remember that you were there I did not know <laughs> that either but I definitely remember the Europe trip and I'm sure many others do as well. We've made a long lasting memory for part of Lloyd. Uh, yeah, the school system, the worst trip on record. That's, that's all we have to say about it, Brady. That's, that's it. I didn't realize Joe Kelly was on that. Yeah. She well, was probably the quiet observant one being like, those fuckers are so dumb. <laughs> I had a blast. I, I just want to make I that clear. I remember Alyssa. Sorry, Alyssa, if you listen to our podcast or this podcast, I think it's her birthday today. Alyssa Papp uh, got her name. I think I called her Lumberjack Papp <laughs> at the time. She literally, I don't know what she was on or what she drank, Scaled but I remember seeing her in the in a tree from far from the hotel. <laughs> and I'm like, what is she doing? And she literally, I don't know, thought she could fly or something. And she went to grab leap to another tree limb. And she just like straight on smacked into it and fell backwards onto the ground. It's like, right now? Where are all the teachers? Like, we were just like, it was like free reign. And, and like I said to Jill too, like, I'm like, I think this is, a lot of kids first time experiencing like freedom at all longest Co inside joke running covert. i think i've ever is that the right word covert i was like covert, covert yes. like uh yeah i was very sneaky um but it was fun uh yes it was yes <laughs> everyone's dropped <laughs> off now 
Uh, Everybody wants to know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> Figure this out. Do you remember when you came on the podcast? Like the first, uh, like... Uh, 2018? No, it was 2019 for sure. 19? Uh, oh, like maybe January, February, episode 12 or something. Your listeners have to hold on for a second here. Just bear with me as I find out what exactly it was. I'll scroll all the way back. You're, okay. Like I'm at... That would be an important uh, beginning episode into this one, mainly because I think we've both done some crazy shit since then, right? Yes. Like pretty episode so episode much, episode twenty three. We did it in the room you're sitting in. I brought everything there. Yeah, you uh, had a kit of gear. July third, twenty nineteen. That's when we did that. Yeah. And one of the things I remember you telling me uh, was that uh, if you stick with us, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, that you never know. Maybe you'll be working over in Toronto or something like that. And I laughed yeah, at you. Yeah, I said, and I someone's like, going to pay you to come. And I, I don't well, remember. That's how stuff works. I'm like, right. And that's the, that's the, sure. I was like, that's, I think that's wishful thinking. Well, it was, uh, it was uh, a summer later, it was 2020. And I went out to Vancouver and Vancouver Island and interviewed Jim Pattison, who, I mean, in the business world in Canada, I mean, at one point in time, I think he's still top five richest, I believe. But at, I mean, at one point in time, he was one of the richest men in all of Canada. And if you drive to the West Coast, all you see is his name everywhere. Actually, if you drive around Lloyd, all you see is his name everywhere. And uh, I laughed when I was going there because I should have sent you a text because I'm like, well, maybe Brandy isn't so far off. I think you did text me. You you were like, oh, you'll never guess what I'm doing. And I was like, yeah, duh. And I think it's so funny because this happens to me too, but people see something in you that you don't see in yourself. And it kind of, and then you go in these directions and you're like, oh, yeah, duh. like, of course. Um, uh, like when, when the two women um, asked me to speak at the women's inspiring women's conference in front of three to 500 women. And I was like, I don't public speak. So no. No, and that's become a pretty big calling card for you, to be honest. <laughs> it is. It's grown into something I'm extremely uncomfortable with. But you know what? I've gotten really comfortable with it. And my favorite part is making new friends. I love it's become and I know you say this, too. It's like your it fills your social cup. Right. Like, yeah, well, one of the um, if I go back to March 2020, when this all kicked off, this pandemic and everything else, I was doing an episode a week at that point in time. And I bumped it to two and I got to the point where oh I gosh. got I got three in a week going and I like overdid it and I had to draw back the two. But I've been doing two now a week for over a year. It's, I guess it's closing. Consistency. It, like, nice. Yeah, um, yeah. But the thing about it was, is it I didn't realize how much I needed human interaction besides yeah. like my family. Like I just need interesting people to talk to and like work through things. And, and, uh, it's been probably the most healthy thing I've done for my life, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And you know what I think, and tell me if you feel this way, but I think when it comes to having children, you kind of are grasping for a sense of self, you know, like this, I need, I, I am a parent, but I'm also like this and and it's like a way of holding on to that and you need something separate you need something that's for you and 
I have that with, of course, my artwork. And then, but artwork is very independent. So need to connect, need to connect to, uh, you know, there's not a ton, there's a lot of creatives here, but not specifically like female creators, 30, ages 35. Like, so I made like, during this whole time, it's been kind of a gift because I made these amazing, the, these amazing friends like that I'll have for the rest of my life. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah. Um, having children, as I'm sure all of your listeners can attest, because I, I believe you said at the start, right? Like this is a ton of women listening it's to like you. 98%. Right. right. So um, they can all attest. I mean, you lovely ladies have the children, right? I'm just the guy trying not to pass out beside the wife's bedside because it was, that's an experience. But anyways, um, scary. Yeah. One of the things about having children that you just, people can tell it to you. Like you can hear it over and over again, even when, when you're pregnant, like leading up towards it. But like the weight of responsibility that comes with having a little person to look after is, I don't know, nothing can, pre can prepare for it. They just, no. they just can't. No. And so once that happens, your other side of your life, if it doesn't shut down, then they suffer from it. Right. Uh -huh. So your life shuts down for a little bit and you go yeah. through all these different stages. Like we all know this, like that first, what is it? I don't know. Three months is something else. Like it's just, and as you have more children, you come to expect it. It doesn't mean it's any easier. It's just like you're prepared for it. But the first time is like prepared, but so unprepared. But like, yeah, but I mean, like, how can you possibly yeah. go out and you have know coffee with people it. and like and like human interactions with people when you have like a two-day-old at home that you're mm. trying to figure out? It's it's impossible to ask of anyone to like keep up their social life like that. And mm -hmm. I think most parents. As time goes on, you, you got to find ways to, to balance it, to balance it back out. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, yeah, it's even when you do meet up with people, you're like, this is the worst. <laughs> Why are we here with our children? Well, see, no, you got to ditch just end the up children. Like, yeah. You like end up like chasing them around wherever you are. That's going to get better okay. though, right? Like it's going to get better. Oh you, yeah. You... It gets easier and easier. And, and the, you know, the, the first little bit is, is tough, but it's honestly like just the most rewarding, amazing experiences of your whole entire life. And you just got to do it. And I think they'll just keep getting magical and hard all at the same time moving forward and so on. Um, I want to go back to, okay, so I want to know, and I'm sure some listeners would know, just like on the base of, you know, starting something and seeing where it, you imagined it would go and then where it did go. Um, and, and the fear factor that goes along with that. So what got you started? Like what, what, what was your like decision? <laughs> What do you know what I mean? Like, what made you be like, well, start a podcast that might be fun right when I have children? So, you know? I don't know. I don't know which way to take this philosophically or just like the way my brain thinks, but we'll start here. Um, I would say I was just unhappy, right? Like, and I don't mean unhappy in my personal life, I just mean work side of life. I love my job, I still have it. Um, but as far as like, you know, 
getting up in the morning and being like, holy crap, I'm about to sit down with this person. It's never given me that like ever. Mm -hmm, Like I've mm -hmm. never, you got to go back to playing hockey when I was, when I was playing, uh, over in Finland, maybe to where I was like, man, I can't believe I'm sitting here doing this. Even if I'm making, uh, you know, dog shit in money terms, this is still pretty crazy. And And so you're you're pumped to get up in the morning. That's right. And so I, I, I've always been looking, I think, you know, I don't want to overstate. This is why the philosophical part comes in. Is like, I think there's millions and millions of people, like all over North America. I don't need. I'm sure the world as well. They're just unsatisfied, and so mm. I'm still unsatisfied. Like I'm not doing this full time, and I hope to at some point. And like, so you if you, so oh if you go gosh, back to you if you go back to 2018, <laughs> I took a phone and I literally open the, 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 the record app. And I just recorded a thought while I was in training at Calgary. It was just a simple, like, this is what I'm thinking of doing. I must have recorded it like seven times. Cause I couldn't get the thoughts come out. Like I just, I was trying to explain it and then realizing I sounded stupid. So I just kept doing it. And I sent it off to, uh, four guys I'm in a book club with and they all came back. And if they'd said it was crap, I would have been like, Oh, well that sucks. Right. But they all said, no, you should try it. And then you had, uh, in our episode, you said something that, uh, really resonated with me because I said, does my voice suck? Because if you don't like listening to my voice, then I know it's not going to be a long-term thing because if it sucks, you know, and, and you confirmed, no, like, actually you have a good voice because I don't like listening myself. I, I hear no one does. I have a hard time editing. <laughs> and so, so like, <laughs> uh, like the rest of it is to me is like, um, Go listen to some people talk about business. I know I'm going to suck at the start. I may suck right now. (laughs) I have like a little bit of thick skin that way that I know I'm going to stumble. I know I'm going to do some terrible episodes. I know I'm going to do some great episodes. I know that I'm going to screw up with recording an episode and it's not going to come out the greatest. I know like I just I know I know sometimes the mics aren't going to sound great. Sometimes it's a learn. Like you go back to the beginning. I got some episodes where I forgot to turn on a mic. Right. Like, yeah. how do you do that? And like, yeah. it's because you're one person trying to figure out how to do a show and you've never done that before. And, mm-hmm. uh, I have no training in it. No, nothing. It's just like, I want to do this. And I understood from the very start how powerful consistency is when, whether we're talking, you know, working out or, you know, running a podcast, I just understand. And I say this all the time. I'm going to make some blunders. I make blunders all the time. Uh, well, you're human. Yeah. And so that's what I continue to do. So that was probably uh, my ability to understand how important consistency was and to have thick enough skin to realize I'm never going to be perfect ever. No. And I think you said that to me once in our first interview. I, you're like, I think you should have a podcast. And I was like, there is, there is no way I make so many mistakes. And then you said, uh, you can really only be yourself. That's, and people can take it or leave it. And, it's funny. I talk about you in my book too, that I'm writing and that you said that to me and, and it is, it's true. There, there's a lift for every pot and people can connect with what you're saying or they won't. And they just won't come back. And who cares? Where I'm currently at is very different from where I was at in episode one to episode hundred to 150. Like right now, 212. Something like that. 212, and then you got to stack on another 30 archives. So, like 240 something. That's nuts. 
Um, but also, do you think consistent consistency possibly comes from uh, being an athlete and being, you know, like building up that that uh, work ethic, sort of? Like, do you think that comes from there, or um, for it sure, takes discipline and yeah. and you know, and those things do take discipline, like. For, for sure, I think my background helped. I just think if you really want to do something, you want to become a painter, you want to write a book, you want whatever it is, because I mean, like everybody's different. Like there's, I don't know how many people have reached out to me about starting a podcast. And I'm like, I think starting a podcast is super easy. I think, and I could be very wrong on this. So you can laugh at me when I say this. I think coming up, becoming a painter, my brain is, to my brain is super easy just start doing it and start learning. Yeah, about it. No, start exactly. It. That is but the hardest step. You just, you cannot you teach, you cannot teach passion. So like I would be a crappy painter, not because maybe I couldn't learn the skills because I literally wouldn't want to put in the time to do it. I just don't want to. No. I don't, I don't want to write a book. I'm a horrendous writer. doesn't mean someday maybe I'll get a book. Oh, cool. But it, I'll have a hard, I'll probably be hiring somebody to do that. Cause I, yeah, you could voice it and they'll write it all down. For that's you, right. Uh, like, like, uh, to me, in a good way. passion plays into consistency as much as your underlying skills, because I think you can learn consistency. You just need to have the right things there to push along. Cause no matter how tough the podcast has got, no matter how repetitive of like going in, editing, releasing, blah, 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 all the crap that nobody likes doing. I don't care who you are. Somebody out there maybe does, but not this guy. Like, I don't enjoy that part. It's never become work. And mm. that's a crazy thing because I'm a, I'm a two-year, uh, I was worried about the two-year mark. Mm-hmm. I know uh, I'm, a, I'm a, a, a project guy. I like doing projects. So if you could throw me in bike for breakfast is an exact example. I love coming in, giving you all my energy for like a month or two months and where it ends is two years. This happens in jobs all the time to me. So the fact I'm still at my job closing in on five years, the fact that the podcast now is closing in on three years is means I've hit things that I, I enjoy because normally at two years, I burn out of pretty much everything I've ever done. Yes. Hockey and podcasting Mm -hmm. and my current job. Mm hmm. No, I hear that. I obviously uh, am the same. Like I like to do like a multifaceted, like I I like writing. I like painting. I like conversing apparently, (laughs) Uh, you know? So, and I think it's, it's good because it, it, you're never bored. You're never bored because you're enjoying what you're doing and you're doing it for a reason. Um, And I I look at you and I just see a woman who has a brand and, understands that and i feel like if you can continue doing what you're doing consistently i'm like no doubt in my mind brandy hofer will be i don't know in spain painting murals if that's what yeah. she wants like to me it's with like, the crew that'd be cool and my family the, the hardest thing like, cost like 20 grand i was like or more so someone needs to pay us to go the thing is is like uh, walmart walmart will hire me again did that ever come out uh, to be honest, I don't know. Cause they're only 15 seconds. So they're like bloop and then they're gone. And I have to message, uh, Nan was the agent, uh, who, or manager. I don't know what she was. <laughs> uh, I forgot to ask her. She said around this time it might, and I forgot. 
I'll, I'll say this. You, at least you, they used the photography. So that was you, cool. uh, when I watch you, I'm like, what always impresses me is your ability to like split. I call it splitting your brain. You've split it like 50 times is the way I look at it. And if it works, like if you can consistently do it and continue to do it, I'm like, I, I have no doubt you're going to be successful. I think to me, I look at it. The challenge you have is the consistency of, of it. It's honestly like throwing spaghetti at a wall. And I say that a lot, but it's, it's um, <laughs> seeing what sticks. And if it doesn't, you're like, okay, like some of the, like, yeah. Although this year I threw so much spaghetti at the wall that too much is sticking right now. And that's kind of a problem. Although I, and I can't say no to jobs because there were a few months there where there were crickets. Like I did all this work and I'm like, where is everybody? Why don't I have a mural job or whatever. Right. And then now I've got too many jobs. It's a good problem. But, yeah, it is a good problem. But like, um, I'm a yes man. Like, you know, the book, yes, man. I'm a yes man. Like I, I can't say no. I just, I want to like, it's an adventure. And if you don't test it, you don't know. Yeah. But right, right there. Don't say there. You use a word that I, I, I don't like, don't say can't like, can't, I, I'm not, I'm not saying you got to say no to people. Like if you no. want to do it, no, yes. I can say no. It's like, but, but never, I can't kids, say, I no. say no because, because like there's a few words that I just, I try and erase from my dictionary of, you know, verbiage. Can't is one never is right. one. I'll never say never to anything. I'm not, I'm not again, not after these last two years. No. Right. Like even in the last, you know, like, in the last month and a half, almost two months now, I've interviewed probably five to eight doctors, a couple lawyers, a uh, police guy. Like I just, it, and go back to where I started. I was like local sports figures, an artist here, uh, World War vet over there. Like, I don't know. Uh, to no, me, but like, and just, can you name a few like, you've interviewed some crazy people and I, I had asked you like Don Terry or Ron McLean or whatever. And in, in the hockey world, like that's a big fucking deal. And, uh, well, and the big, just the... like in a big deal in general. But, and I was like, how are you getting a hold of these guys? Well, I just call and email them. Just like, that is amazing. Well, um, so the, the one I probably hang my hat on the most is is Paul Bissonette, but I I still don't know how that happens. It's not a uh, for for the older generation. You know, Don Cherry and Ron McLean is absolutely the big uh, names, but right now in the podcast yeah. hockey world, there's nobody bigger yeah. than Paul Bissonette. But that was I don't know good energy. Like I I don't know how the hell that happened. Brandy. You just you know I read this book and I know you like to read. Yeah, buddy. Okay. You, you're, yeah, they just all want it. That's the problem. And it's not a problem because I know there's going to be an age where they don't want to be around me. So I like try not to like complain about it, but they really, really want to hang out with me all the time. You're better than me. I go to a secluded room where nobody can bug me. <laughs> yeah. Um, usually they're pretty good when I do, do a recording, but apparently there comes another one. Keep showing up, keep doing it, keep 
there is always room for that. Don't look back on the past and waste your energy and time like what if or why or like just keep moving forward and people will be attracted to that. People will be attracted to the fact that you're grateful for what you have and and things will just like keep going and be amazing. And it's like this and he just has this like what's this insane? There's balloons flying around here. Um, when I, when, when I, when I envision of a commercial for the Brandy Hofer podcast is exactly what just happened there. The balloon goes flying off. Shit. Okay. I can't hear, but can you hear me? I can certainly hear hear me. Yeah, absolutely. Teddy's unhooking me. Uh, This is the greatest, like this is, this is, this is motherhood at its finest. I'm trying to do a podcast. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to uh, say something enlightening. You got your your guest sitting here. I'm like crying, laughing. Like this is awesome. Meanwhile, there's balloons going off. You got three kids all over you. This is great. This is like this is fantastic. Yeah, it's special. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, for the book cover, we did a shoot, and literally, they're just. I think I have it as the. Yeah, I have it as my podcast. cover too it's just them hanging off my face basically that's what it is that's what my life is i don't mind it you know what um so i usually get to work four to six hours a day at home like i would say like on my computer and in my studio oh that's a good book let's let's read the book here um yeah so i would say i get yeah four to six hours a day but it's not it's not uninterrupted and that's where like the balance and the windows and but i don't mind it because usually by hour two on my computer i need a break whether i take it or not like it's just healthy to walk away from you know typing on your computer or doing up proposals or or you know working on my website like I know it seems like I have like some sort of hired team, but I don't. I have a studio manager who comes one day a week to help me with like Amazon, which has nothing to do with social media or my website or anything else. And I just really like like the fact that they make me go outside. Like I wouldn't be outside as much and being outside as we all know is so good for you. Like, do you feel that way with your kids? Like they keep, even though it's chaotic, they keep this like beautiful, fun balance, right? My, my kids okay. keep me uh, moving. Yeah. Because every time I want to just like, God, I could just go for laying on the couch. I get dive bombed by one of them. And then it's <laughs> like, let's go wrestle. Let's go do this. Let's go that. Let's get. And I mean, I think we can both agree. I'm not sitting here. I want to be laying on the couch the rest of my life. But right now, I. I'd take some coach time. <laughs> I'd take, take some, some coach, coach time. time. I was sick two weeks ago or three, and I got some coach time, and my whole house was, like, totally trashed. Yeah. Uh, day in the life. Something like that. Um, I want you to describe the perfect the perfect day, like, in your mind, the perfect, your perfect day. The perfect day in the life of Sean Newman. Now, yes. okay, wait. Do you want it with kids or without kids? No, it has to be like your real life. Like what you would want. I would say like 
let's go on. I don't want to answer your question for you, but like if you close your eyes and think about what is important to you when you're 85 and how you could live your perfect life, just like today for me, I would totally describe it like this. Um, yeah. Well, then, then it's it's simple. It's with the kids. It's just in a s scenario that allows them to thrive and not build animosity from you know, right? You t like we both can agree, a perfect day isn't going to some fancy restaurant with three young kids. I don't know who wishes that. that sounds upon like my anyone. biggest nightmare. Right. So um, it'd probably be at the farm somewhere. Um, going to like check cattle or something like that uh, at the, the parents' farm getting in the side by side and just going for a little drive. They love it. They act so good. Um, they just like everybody's at their best because they're not, they don't have to be like quiet or, you know, if they want to go throw a rock out in the pasture, give her man. And yeah. so that's, that's a, that's a good day is when you build an activity that kids can be kids and not have to worry about being perfect. And that allows parents to just like, man, I'm going to, we're going to, you know, sip on a sarsaparilla and we're going to enjoy the weather and watch know, a sunset, something like I that. I would say a perfect day is in the summertime where I don't have to bundle them up in 80 layers. That's coming <laughs> right. soon. Not, lo oh, not looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, like uh, to me, like I'm excited for this Friday, Brandy. Uh, this isn't all the kids, but uh, Shay is in, is in hockey. He was an intro last year, but it got cut short. So this is his first year of playing U7. And, um, I'm coaching, which I'm terrified about cause I've never coached before. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm like really excited for it because you know, like that's going to be a cool experience for him. Hockey gave so much to my life and now he gets to start his like journey in that. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm excited to watch that grow. Isn't that like one of the greatest gifts of kind of reliving your youth through your children? Like you get to just kind of do it again. You get a little bit of a a do-over and and experience it on another extraordinary level i never understood teachers like uh how they could go into a classroom my wife's you know a mel she's grade one um grade two uh now she's helping with kindergartens i just I, like that isn't my dream job whatsoever i can imagine like dealing she, with little people teachers are so special but then I told her about last summer or last winter, like watching Shay improve at skating and like getting better at it. And as he got better, you could see like he wanted to be out there more. I'm like, oh, that's like super cool. She goes, well, that's what teaching is, right? You get to see their improvement in like writing and reading and everything. And as they get grow more confident, then they want to be there more. And I'm like, oh, that makes okay. sense. And yeah, so, so I'm hoping coaching a, a bunch of five and six year olds which normally would terrify me. I'm hoping in like a month's time, I'll be like, man, it's frigging cool. Like these kids get it. And they're like chomping at the bit to be out there and learn things. And I mean, that's fun to watch and you'll get mm -hmm. to see them grow right in front of your eyes. And yeah. one of them is going to be my son. So I'm like, yeah, especially at that work. level. Like it's so obvious when they improve. <laughs> And it's, they it's, go from Bambi to not. And for for like hockey players, like as you get older into like you know I don't even know what the, all their terms are. It used to be bantam and midget, and now it's probably U seventeen and U whatever. But I mean, like you get into like tactics and like drills and skating and conditioning and all these things that make the game what it is, and it's awesome. But at a U seven age, it's like okay, guys, we're gonna stand up. We're gonna we're gonna skate over here. 
and now we're going to play a game because we need to keep it light for you. Right? British Bulldog, like, let's go. Right. It's like super innocent and at the same time trying to teach him some things. And to me that like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know about being in front of a group of, you know, five and six year olds, how that's going to go, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think you'll it. really excel. I think it'll be really, you'll surprise yourself at what will come out. Do you know what I mean? Like you'll be there and all this, all this stuff. We'll just we'll just be like kind of like thrilling and and I think you'll connect and and do amazing. I hope I so. said I said yes to one spaghetti thing uh, recently, and that was working with kids too. <laughs> and I'm just like you know, it's probably it's probably going to be one of the most important things I ever do in my whole entire life. I should probably say yes. So I did. So we'll see. Wish me luck. But I wish you luck. Uh, just I just because I don't have like a signed contract yet or anything. But um, I think I'll be walking to school twice a week with my kids next year. So that's something. But yeah, like if you think back to being a kid yourself and what moments stood out and what people stood out in those moments then you think of you being one of those people for those kids and you're like i i have to i could i could actually impact someone's life right so all um, all my I gotta step up all my mentors in hockey always said the same thing and now i'm slowly i'm a slow learner i'm slowly starting to understand what they what they mean and it was pretty blatant what they meant i just didn't at the time get um get it but they said you know the game's given you so much it's your turn to give back to the game uh mm. i mean that's a that's a hockey player mantra or you know kind of lesson to be learned as you get older through it and it's, it's funny my my parents specifically my mother had to prod me into playing competitive hockey after high school really like i mean I, maybe I didn't she saw go. it she saw it in you well guaranteed i say this story all the time when i was like 16 17 somewhere in there there was these MVP camps, okay? And all they were was you paid money to go get scouted. So the scouts would all come to a central location and then they could watch you play. And then maybe they'd invite you to team camp, right? And whatever. Mm -hmm. And these always happened on a weekend, of course. And did I at 17 or 16, whatever it was, want to be going somewhere on the weekend? No. But she dragged me there. And once she got me to the rink, I loved it. Like I love playing hockey. Everybody can see that now after what I've done. Um, it became my life. And, uh, I must've said some pretty nasty stuff back then. Like, I just know I must've, and parents have thick skin or must. Yeah. She'd just throw me in the vehicle and you were gone and you had no choice. And then she'd get you there and you'd go play and you'd love it. And you know, look at what it, what it, look at what it led to, you know, I yeah. stepped back like, and it led to me going around the world and playing hockey. I mean, yeah. did I make the NHL? No. Did I make a million dollars? Not even close. But it did uh, influence the rest of my life. Uh, that's, I mean, mm -hmm. just my wife alone came from that, right? So yes, yeah, and that's the thing. If you see that it's it's, I and when I said going anywhere, I did not mean the NHL. I mean going anywhere is like a life's passion. Like yeah, for for you, right? Like she probably saw that like that energy that you had at the rink and and how you probably came off like super happy and she, she noticed like, you know, parents, parents have that special gift. So, so yeah, I, 
I just, it's, it's quite the elitist. It, it, it is a bit like it, it's, it's, it's just, expensive. Any, any sport is, but, so, but in, you know, I'm uh, being, I'm being rough on hockey, right? Like, uh, parents talk about, uh, dance and gymnastics as yeah, being just as crazy, the, right? So yeah, like, it is. It's it it's not like it's only that sport. It's like if you want to play that sport at the top level, mm. it is expensive. But I mean, mm -hmm. we could probably extrapolate that to a lot of sports or activities in general. Or activities. That's right. But I uh, yeah, but I'm a full believer too that like and this is just a whole nother conversation. Like kids don't have to be in all the stuff. Like just you got to let them kind of be kids too, right? Like genuinely get bored. And play with sticks and mud in a dugout, which I have fallen off all summer. I send them out to the farm and I'm just like, you're going there. And they're like, we don't want to go. And I'm like, you're going. You're going because you don't get this. You don't get bored at home because there's all this stuff around. Yeah. But like they literally just spend hours like building stuff with their grandpa and and just that organic connecting with the earth and connecting with themselves and i just think like at the end of the day that is should be number one and i think it's kind of forgotten about because everyone's like yeah, they should be in this that this and like when do they get to just like fuck around and you know like they just i agree yeah yeah it's 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 just that connection to, to nature and just like that pause and, and not even us as adults even get that anymore enough. And again, another thing I love about kicking it with kids, they make me go to the woods and stuff. Although I go run in the woods and thank you mom for, and Auntie Anna for making me do <laughs> cross country running. Like it really all is all for a reason. And, and kind of when you get to reflect back, you're like, Oh yeah, that worked out for me. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Sean, thank you again. <laughs> Thanks Brandy. I we appreciate you having me on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Talk soon friend. Bye. There you go. Proof proof is in the pudding, one can say. Um, when you show up consistently for something, amazing, wonderful things can happen. And Sean is is proof of that. He showed up consistently in the way of, of podcasting and, and doing some amazing, extraordinary things. Actually, really crazy stuff since this interview which was kind of neat that it's old because we get to look back at what he's accomplished since then. I can tell you that he raised over $300,000 for um, um, our children's, our local and surrounding area school systems, bike for breakfast. Uh, so that's, that's uh, food for children who don't have um, food in the morning, obviously, or, or, or a breakfast program. That's what it is. There we go. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So if you show up and I love uh, Atomic Habits, that's a great book too, or actually my own book. Uh, we talk about consistency is key, routine, um, and, and it doesn't have to be crazy. It's it. So I'm not talking about Atomic, ha atomic Habits. I'm actually talking about my, my own book. Is So he talks about it in the way of like growing and growing, growing subscribers, et cetera. And I'm, I'm assuming that's the way it worked for Sean with listeners because podcast listeners are like, very dedicated. Um, they're a great audience. So thank you, listener. You're a dedicated member of my audience. Um, thank you for being here. You know, I appreciate it. Um, so in, in my book, I talk about routine and consistency because 
when when you have these things in your life uh, and, and how to feel good, essentially. So the building blocks of who you are. Hey, buddy. Oh, Teddy has croup. Poor little baby. Had to give him a snack, put on a show for him. Okay, so uh, speaking of like the foundations of who we are and, and when I talk about that is that's where you start. You start with your self-care, your... Uh, manifesting your gratitude, all of those things, these these routines that you can get into, these healthy routines about life, that is how, like, that's where you have to start. You can't just, like, jump past all those things, right? Um, because when you do that, when when you have that great energy for yourself, you loving yourself, uh, uh, a consistent practice for uh, taking care and loving yourself, then you have a full cup. You have something to give from. You have you have a, a cup to pour from, right? Um, and, and so, and, and that enables you to see your everyday ordinary as extraordinary because when you do that, then you can accomplish and manifest your dreams and you can overcome these fears and, and become this, this person who you, who you wanted to be, who you never even thought the, th- things that happen to you you never thought were even possible or part of your world's realm and and Sean is such a uh example of that um and and we have to we have to also give credit to our community like the things that uh we can accomplish here it 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 goes along with a lot of community work and um extraordinary amazing supportive individuals who work collectively um for the greater good of our community and it is quite spectacular um and and gosh thank you thank you everyone it's 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 been a beautiful beautiful journey and and thank you for tuning in today and and giving this a listen even though it's an old archive (laughs) scratched out find I actually wanted um to feature it because I didn't want to just have because it was a lot of time and it was around supper time so our kids were like our kids his kids he has a studio I need to get one I need to get an exterior studio and I will it's on my like vision board for the near future um, for the five-year future, uh, vision boarding that for myself. <laughs> it'll happen. And it'll happen in a way that I will not expect. I know that. Um, so why I wanted to release this is because I'm actually going on Sean's podcast uh, next week. Um, we were talking about our book, my book, not me and Sean's book. <laughs> we did not write a book together. I'm talking about my book and uh our really big community project, our um, choose love, join hands and choose love and choose love and join hands. That's right. Choose love and join. What did we title it? What did I title it? Choose love and join hands and truth and reconciliation project, which um, if you've listened to the past episodes, you've heard all about. It's very special. You can check that out on our YouTube channel as well. We have a color me happy YouTube channel. You can subscribe to that. Uh, find out what we're doing. We release all these videos on there. Of course, they're available through Spotify as well. Um, but um, we, we, it's, it's like, you'll, you just, it's, it goes beyond words. It goes beyond words um, in a way that if the, this is the least I can do to give back to a, a beautiful community and culture in my country. And uh, 
it's powerful and meaningful and um, never thought I would be lucky enough to be here to do something like this of this magnitude and I, I always think about uh, you know my mom's just got to be a part of it a part of this um, she'd be so proud <laughs> wish I could talk to her about it uh, all the time and I, I the women who are a part of it are are very very uh, amazing women in our community and I couldn't be prouder to be a part of it with them so check that out on YouTube um, again you are well and join our community we talk about it there um, um, it is a beautiful place to be a part of our color me happy community with extraordinary extraordinary women and and people and um, I get to interview them all the time I, I interviewed two amazing women yesterday this is just I'm I'm sitting in my dreams, just living in the clouds here <laughs> in my in-home studio uh, in the quiet Canadian prairies in Canada. And uh, it's pretty cool what you can do in a little place with a population of 30,000. And it is little because someone called their, on, I interviewed someone yesterday and they're like, yeah, my small, uh, my small town, 200,000. I was like, we have, no, <laughs> no, maybe in the States, like. It's just there's so many more people per capita, right? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, gotten to a place where I don't know the answers. Um, anyway, thank you for being here, my friend. I sure do appreciate your time. You can... Uh, you can... Uh, I'll just stop now. Okay. Oh, sponsors. Oh, I love my sponsors. Uh, Nouveau Laser and Aesthetic Center. Um, I... They make me feel so good inside and out um, and on my journey of when we talk about self-care and and the foundation of loving ourselves and who we are and taking that time um, to appreciate who we are and what we can do in our everyday. They have been a part of my journey in that. And um, Red Bicycle Communications, uh, they also such a support uh, and a great group of people. And um, Oasis Hot Yoga and Spin Studio. Oh, that's where you can go. And just that is time for you to sit and in yourself and find yourself and quiet your mind. It is it is truly an oasis. Thanks for being here, friend. Have an amazing uh, whenever you're listening. I always have trouble with it. Have an amazing. It could be night, day, uh, weekend, weekday. <laughs> that's why I always, my brain always pauses. Um, so if you have a great sign out for me, I sure could use one. <laughs> I could tell you because as you know, I hate saying goodbye. I will sing it to you. Goodbye. If you're looking for some time for yourself to relax, release and unwind, Oasis has the perfect space for you. They offer yoga and spin classes of all levels whether you are a beginner or advanced student, Oasis thrives on accommodating all aspects of the practice. Let their serene environment and gracious staff help you in your journey of peace, healing, and strength. Sign up online at www.oasishotyogastudio.com or by downloading the Oasis Hot Yoga Studio app. Feel like yourself. You deserve it.